0: Welcome to the My Fence Life bonus podcast series. Ask me about my day, where you can eavesdrop on phone conversations between Dan, industry leaders, and fencers from around the country to find out about their day.
1: What is that S word you say?
0: Sustainable.
1: Okay, I just wanted the biggest words I've ever seen you or heard you say. Is I just had to get you to say it again. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll write it down in an email it to you Dan you can use it every once around your podcast How's that sound?
1: what's up fence lifers I got old Dan Wheeler, Wheeler boy, Crayon boy what's happening man
2: Dan what's up with you man I'm living life Saturday just got done cleaning the fence uh, doing some paperwork
1: man I've been doing paperwork all morning bro all morning So that
2: other half of the the world that we live in, dude.
1: Yeah, man. I've been updating prices. um, Just made a big inventory deal. Prices changed. And once we plug them into a spreadsheet, it automatically puts up how much each section costs. So then I had to go in, job nemesis, and just update all that. Update our templates everybody's on track. Takes a little bit of time, but it keeps us profitable. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. Wait, man! I'm giving you this call today because um, I saw in on Facebook, and you were in the comments. So you and I were kind of talking about it yesterday, and I was like, "Hey, we need to do a show about it." But somebody was complaining about um, low ball pricing. They're like, man, how can how can a guy do a price? Like, I'll give you a fine fine example. Right? We had a job at uh, sixty four hundred guy called up and said oh i got a job for two thousand dollars less i'm like what you know 45 we were 64 they were 45
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know so i go back look at my cost and, and so forth and it's like there's no way you know but i know it's happening there's guys out there that are starting to lowball things because things are getting tight man
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know and so, I, you know, I was thinking about it. You and I were chatting about it yesterday. So I put some notes together, and I, I sent them over to you. Uh, you got them, right? You printed them out?
2: Yep, of course.
1: Old school. Dan Dan doesn't have a computer. He's just got a printer.
2: Dude, that's how TFIP runs,
1: dude.
2: Uh, <laughs> a scratch piece of paper, dude.
1: <laughs> so, you know, i i think we're gonna have a part two parts here man because we got a lot of a lot of ground to cover so how about we just cover the first part which is going to be the immediate effects of low-balling jobs and the long-term effects right mm-hmm. um you know the first immediate effect is is what cash flow yep there's Keeps a great it yep. yeah there's a great influx of cash flow am i right right but uh you know lower prices you know they they might uh, they might attract more customers initially, but really leading to increased sales and cash flow to overcome immediate bills and ex- expenses is really all that does.
2: It's a band aid, yeah. It's, it's not a per it's not sustainable. When my, my years at John Deere, we always talk about 5S, and one thing that always stood out to me that applied to everything, Dan, is is it sustainable? You know what I'm saying, and I think that's uh. Um, well, the cash flow thing, you know, helps, but dude, is it sustainable long term? It's one of those things, dude, and it's not. So,
1: what is that S word you say?
2: Sustainable.
1: Okay. I just wanted the biggest words I've ever seen you or heard you say, is I just had to get you to say it again.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll write it down and email it to you, Dan. You can use it every once in a while on your podcast. How's that sound?
1: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll work on that. So, <laughs> you know, and the other thing is, is, um, when you start lowballing prices, it's either you need cash or you need work. Which one is? Or you may need both.
2: Both, yeah. Depending, so, on, the time, depending on the time of year, if you're going into spring, dude, uh, you're like me. You're up here in the north where you could. if we can start by April 1st, great. Maybe a little bit in March, great. Um, maybe it's the second week in April. Um dude, you could be and if winter comes early, I think two years ago, I think we didn't work in we ended about Thanksgiving, dude. It went all the way to April first until we started to work again. Wow. And if you're not prepared for that, um, dude, winters get long and snowstorms linger on and then followed up by rain, you could be strapped for cash come spring um and you need that influx of cash flow, which you know, low balling helps with that.
1: Yeah. Well it also it helps with employee retention, you know. Yeah um you know by keeping employees working you can maintain their loyalty what else you you can prevent the need to lay off workers during the slow periods but there's a whole lot of cons to it to to those pros you know before you decide hey i need to lowball my work to keep things flowing really all you're doing is is taking money from the customer putting it in your checking account and then taking it right back out and giving it to somebody else. And like you still got the same damn checking account. You're just moving a bunch of shit around.
2: Yep. And and you're taking probably skimming a little bit off the top. You're not you're not running a business at that point. You're not.
1: So, I got the I got to sit here going, "What are the immediate effects?" All right. There's two. But then I came up with like seven or eight uh different um Long-term effects, right? You know, so you're looking at four to two ratio there. <laughs> That's crazy. Think about that, man. On when it comes to the long-term effects, um, what do you think is one of the first long-term effects, Dan? Uh,
2: obviously, well, you have it on here like reduced profit margins, but financial strain. Um, well, I don't know, Dan.
1: When I said the first one, you probably should have said reduced profit reduced margins
2: profit okay <laughs> well i'm not used to uh, well, it's, it's
1: okay man it's 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 your first time being on the camera and i know you're a little nervous
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> well yeah um, and, and going back real quick to that immediate effects uh, or i guess um a pro you know, employee retention um dude that's just to ease tension too to keep guys busy when guys aren't busy and the weather's nice um, usually they have they're like, hey, what's going on here? Um, do I need to be looking for another job, other work? You know what I'm saying? So
1: well, and you might and you might not want to lose yeah some key guys. You know what I'm saying? They are really good guys, and you're like, man, I don't want to lose these guys. Mm-hmm. So I will tell you what I do, man. I don't lowball. I just start cutting the dead weight. Hey yeah. man, hey, you called in five times in the last two months. Hey, you're late at least twice a week. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, you're not a team player. Boom,
2: go. Hey, you got you got stuff to do on every Monday, every Friday. You got all that. I can't change this. Can't change that. Um, yeah, it's that dead weight, dude. Again, I can go back to my my deer days, dude. They took what you needed to run a an department and they slash it by ten to twenty percent because everybody has ten or twenty percent left more to give. Uh-huh. In, in, at work. So that, that was their – and, dude, they ran lean. It was lean on everything, and well, that's kind of how we do it here. So
1: You know, and then, you know, that guy that doesn't communicate, he doesn't let you know that he's not coming in until we start at 630 and he's calling at 645, hey, I'm not coming in. Mm-hmm. Those are the guys you start letting go. Start cutting that fat and keep the guys that you need. Don't lower your prices. 100%. You know? But uh, for the long-term effects – you know, the very first thing is, is, is a reduced profit margin. Right. And that's not good. <laughs> right. You know, because selling at low, lower prices means the business earns less profit on every fence installation, which can hinder the long-term growth and sustainability mm. Mm. of the business. Hey, I kind like of threw good that in there. there. I see what you did. I'm quick on my feet, buddy. So um, having that reduced profit margin is a problem because, and I think that's number one because that's the 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 margin is what drives everything. Correct. So if you're going to go ahead and start dropping your margins, so you can because everything else stays the same. Your your material cost stays the same. Your your labor stays the same. You know all that stuff is staying the same. We're going to talk about alternative ways to 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 not lowball, and some of the things that we're talking about, material costs and, and so forth, is going to be part of that. But right now, you know, we're discussing the long-term effects. So then what happens is, right, we got reduced profit margin. We got less money coming in. Everybody's still getting paid the same. We got less, uh, less money coming in. So now we, we got a financial strain. So when you got less money coming in, and now you get shit happens like a truck breaks down or a tire goes out on a on a on a, uh, a trailer or a truck or uh, the mini skidster goes bad goes down right. Or nowadays it's the the, the driver breaks and you got to drop another three four thousand on a driver. You know uh, um, a, a damn little beaver blows up. That's five fucking grand right there. Boom.
2: Yep. It, and it can also be, it's like the 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 little things, though, too. Like the the death of a thousand paper cuts. What if a nail gun goes down today? Tomorrow the impact went down. The next day the saws I went down. Right. Then you hit a flat tire. You can just go on and on and on and on, and that's just as bad as a, a big, you know, a pounder goes down. Got an overnight a a four thousand dollar U.S. hammer, dude. You know, I can rattle up a thousand dollars right now in the the last couple weeks of just random shit that just happens. That you're just flushing money down the toilet. It feels like.
1: You want to hear some random shit that happened to me yesterday, which you already know because I sent. (laughs) I sent it to you and Nathan in our group group uh, text. So you know, we got these four by eight signs out in in strategic locations around the parish, and uh, the guy that I'm renting it from. I made a deal with him that he can't have any other fence companies. So what does he do? He goes out and gets an AC guy, and he goes out and gets a lawn care guy, and then we got the pharmacy. And So my sign's now lost. So I'm like, screw that. So I went ahead and made five by ten signs and covered up my old sign. So now my sign is – the bo- I made the bottom match up everybody else's, but now my sign sticks up higher. It's bigger. You can see it. And um, – I had the guys move one sign, get it out of the quarter. Cause it was like nine people in a row. And I'm like, I got to get out of here. I'm getting over here by myself. So I drive by the, yesterday, driving home. I'm going to go check out these signs. I drive by, there's a $50, uh Warner uh, step stool. You know, the aluminum step stools are about three foot wide.
2: Like the planks. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I got a $50 one sitting there with a $200 impact gun. DeWalt impact and a $250 battery sitting on top on side the fucking road, bro. (laughs) That was a five, that was 500 bucks sitting on side the road. So imagine And and, and lost productivity when they go to use it. Right. Yeah. Because if I wouldn't have went and seen it, then they would have got on a job and I don't know where my impact is. Oh man, I'm a battery short. I don't know where my steps. Hey, uh,
2: Dan or Dylan, we're out here and we need the stool on this eight foot ladder. We don't got it. Can you bring us one? Dude, yeah. I've <laughs> yeah. I yeah. got them before.
1: Exactly, man. So, you know, that's a, uh, th- th- those little things like that, they can eat you up if you, re- if you reduce your profit margin and now you're in financial strain, which means you don't really have the money to spend on that because you're banking on everything going perfect just so you can keep everybody busy. Right. You know, um, you know, continuously selling at low prices creates a financial strain on the business, making it challenging to invest in growth opportunities. Um, you know, your equipment upgrades. And, and guess what? Marketing. Mm-hmm. I had a fence company hit me up the other day, wants to know if we sub. I'm like, yes, we do. We take subs. Well, he moved from Homa to Slidell. He hasn't done any marketing. And I'm assuming it's because he doesn't have the money to. That's why he's a fence company calling me, which I get it, man. You know? So, yeah, we try to help the guy out and hopefully have him help me out at the same time. You know? hmm But... You know what happens when a customer is getting a sixty four hundred dollars price and a six thousand dollars price, and then you're at forty five hundred. What ha- what dude, happens
2: dude, that, then? Dude, that's a red flag to me. Red flag. If I'm if I'm in uh, New Orleans, I'm looking for a fence. I'm looking for look at the Google reviews. See who has the highest reviews on it. It's just that is just normal. Now in my generation, that's what I do. Um,
1: well, you know, Dan. Yeah, dude, Every uh, customer isn't as smart as you.
2: Well, I'm um, dude. I don't know. The <laughs> I, I was watching a YouTube video the other day and the uh, long story short, so the son was saying that dad was like, how do you know this is even good? And the son's like, why well, I, I Google, the Google reviews were really good on it, dad. It was what the son said. It was so funny. <laughs> um but Dude, that's, I don't know, but yeah, quality perception. In my opinion, that throws red flags. Um, now I'm in a small area, Dan. So like my garage is being built, I knew who I wanted it. I don't need to shop around. I know he's gonna give me a fair price, and I know construction a little bit, so I know what's fair and what's not. Um, but I don't want anyone on my property that I don't trust. So when um, if you're throwing me at a uh, you know $1,900 difference on a fence that Dan Blanc priced out, and now he's coming at $1,900, less, dude, that's a red flag all day long. But well, Again, yeah, be,
1: I mean, people people perceive the now. Well, what about the quality? Now you do have those customers out there. Hey, I just need a fence. I need to keep yep. Fido in the yard. I could give a rat's ass if the post is thirty inches deep or twenty four inches deep. Just give me a fence and let's solve the problem at hand and move on. Mm-hmm. We have those customers, and I get it. But what happens is, is now you're given that perception of quality. Customers start associating lower prices with lower quality. Right which starts impacting your company's reputation and and it's making it difficult to compete on value and service. You know, how are you going to compete on service if you don't have the money to service? Cuz it takes money to service people. Mhm. It takes money to com- actually compete. Lowballing is a a cheap way of competing. Mhm. You know? So now the customer's going, well, you know, uh, yeah, well, hey, and look, I've had it. You know, only paid $1,000 for it. It's not like I thought it was going to last, you know, 10 years. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Yeah. You know, or somebody who goes and, you know, you start buying buying tools that are inferior to other tools. Well, you know, it's not like I bought a, a Hilti, you know. It's not like right. I bought the Husqvarna, um um cordille I bought the one off of Amazon I figured it would just get me by so then that's what people start receiving your brand your company name and your business ass so that is a long-term effect that's that's difficult man and, and you know and, and another one that um, came to mind was you know the la- lack of investment in the business mm mm-hmm. how, how are you gonna invest in your business now because Yes, you might be lowballing and you might be cheaper and you might be getting more work and having this cash flow going in and coming right, going, coming in and going right back out. But, you know, you can't invest in your business to grow so you can eventually make money.
2: What, Dan, what's your um, uh, uh, what do you have to say to a guy that, that says something like this? Because this is what, what I hear a lot is, well, my truck's paid off. You know that that dingo I bought was like five years old, so I could pay cash for it. it. Was ten grand out the door. Made a deal with a dude off Facebook or something like that. What do you say? And, and I work out of my my in laws' uh, farm. They let me go out there and put all my material in my skid loader. What do you say to guys like that? Well, you know, your, I, your reasoning for cheaper prices.
1: So here's the thing, man. I was talking to a guy in my area, and he was selling at a margin of forty six. Okay, Him and I were going back with some numbers. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Uh, how You want to get out the field, right? Yeah. How much is it going to cost you to pay someone to take your place? You should be figuring that in your budget now and in your pricing now so then you can afford him. And if you did that, you wouldn't be selling at a 46. You don't have a growth mindset. Now, if you're okay and you want to do it like you're doing for the rest of your life, great but you're not going to grow and you're not going to get to where you need to be. Or if you are totally fine where you're at, raise your margins, make all the money, pocket it, put it in a Roth IRA. I don't know, buy stocks, whatever, but you retire you, early. You got to grow somewhere. Yeah. Nope. Yep. You know, so, um, uh, you know, it, you start lacking, uh, investment in the business. No, the focus of the, the, the focus on simply covering expenses, you know, might prevent the business from investing in training, right, or improvements that can enhance things for the long term. I mean, listen to all the cons that go against being the low ball on a price just to get work because work is slow instead of doing other things
2: let alone all these add up to just an immense amount of stress, in my opinion. Yeah. Like I was just talking to someone who has a restaurant, uh, or a friend of a friend who has a restaurant and guy had a heart attack, Business has been down three weeks. It was too much. Couldn't handle it. Couldn't do this. Couldn't do that. And I'm like, dude, it's just, that's a part of running a business. Like you got to run it, run it right. Um, and these are all things that, you know, that help with it. So,
1: well, the other thing too is, is, um, once you, uh, once that happens, then the next thing comes, well, I can't pay my bills. I can't do this. So so what do we got to do now? What's the next step, Dan?
2: Got to raise prices.
1: Well, how difficult is it going to be raising prices once you're known as affordable fence?
2: Exactly. Yeah, affordable <laughs> fence. <and>, uh, <laughs> the, the other thing, Dan, is like you're in a different mindset when you're going in there trying to be cheapest, cheapest. It's hard mentally. I don't care who you are. Um, we went through this. It was, it's hard mentally to charge more because you're like, man, like, should I like, is it worth it? Am I ripping this person off when it's a mindset of, you, Hey, I got things to pay for. I got growth. I don't lay my guys off. These are all reasons why I have to charge these prices.
1: Yeah. So at, when I was talking to this guy about raising his margins, you know what he said to me? Well, I wouldn't get any work if I sold it at that. I said, listen to what you just said. I told him, I'm selling at this margin. Well, I wouldn't get any work. Okay, who's damn near the biggest fence guy around? Me and one other company. And I'm selling at that margin. And I got work. And I'm running two more crews than you are. You can get business at this price. You know? Mm -hmm. Don't tell me you wouldn't get any work. You will. Because I'm doing it every day.
2: It's a comfort thing, too, Dan, where, like, um, I talked to Shane Canton last year, and he's like, man, I did so much less jobs. We touched so many so many fewer jobs last year or this year or whatever, but we made so much more money. Yeah, he
1: <laughs> said he touched 186 less jobs and put, like, a million more in the books.
2: Dude, that's great. <laughs> but the thing is, like, but he's offering a better uh, experience, too, right, to them customers. Yeah. So he, he can dedicate more time to them. Um, be a little bit more thorough instead of like, hey, I need to bang it out, bang it out, bang it out to make some money to keep this cash train going because I'm tight all the time. Where he has a little bit, you know, built up where he can take the time, go the extra mile. His guys can take a little bit, another hour on the job because he can afford to.
1: Well, you know, the other thing too with Shane Catton, I call him Shane Miller Light Drinking Catton. You know, he co hosts here on the show, so he's got a lot of inside information on how to run a business the best way that you can run. <laughs>
2: well, I call it, it him ha- Shane, make it happen, Cat. Yeah, is what
1: I, I can't so, do Wait till you see what I, I got for Fetch show, it's going to be so awesome. Anyway, <laughs> I, I'm gonna throw I little hope you Shane. Have,
2: like little bobbleheads of Shane Cat and holding a Miller light, dude. How funny would that be? <laughs> yeah, with a uh, but an extra large Miller light in his hand, <laughs> yeah.
1: Beer shaking out of it, yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> be like the Michael J. Fox of fencing. So <laughs> hey, by the way, man, have you seen that movie on uh, about Michael J. Fox on Apple TV? It's called Still, ironically, S T I L L. Talk about an amazing job that they did on that and learning the insides of what happened with him. Talk about just. Yeah, amazing, amazing story. Go check it out. So now you can't raise prices, right? Because mm-hmm. lower prices, what do they do? They attract customers who are slowly motivated by price.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And guess what happens to those customers? They don't. They're not loyal customers, because when they actually start making a little bit of money and can afford nicer things, guess who they're not calling? Yep, they're not calling you, right?
2: Well, Damn. those uh, your your past customers, dude, those those customers when they're at a barbecue and they have a friend or a family member looking for f- friends, dude, that that they're talking to like-minded people, so they want the cheap guy. They want the cheap guy. You're never you're in a you're you're going to be in a rut, dude, that's so hard to get out of.
1: Definitely. So, basically, you're attracting price-sensitive customers. Correct. You know? And guess what happens with price? uh sensitive, uh, sensitive uh, customers. Dan, you said it uh, yesterday when we were talking. Your 50% deposit is less
0: mm-hmm.
1: because the job is less. So you got less on the front end, and then when they don't pay or can't pay the back end, it's a lose-lose.
2: Yeah. Yep. You know? Dude, it, it Tracking money down from price-sensitive customers is the worst. Is the worst, dude. Um, and I've we've had that experience. We're going through a lawsuit right now on one of them, which will probably not will not get any. or It will break even, or it will linger on forever. I don't know. Um, but it's just one of those things, dude. Like um, well, it like makes said,
1: it it makes it harder to, to establish a, a customer base. Correct. Yep. You know. And then this is probably the kicker. This is the number one even though it's last on the list, it's the number one reason, man. It, it in, the impact on competitors. And not mm-hmm. just competitors, but the market. Because now, the whole market's been disrupted. Yep. So guys like me and and guys like you, now we got to suffer through it and get the market built back up to where it needs to be because one guy... And usually when it happens, it's not just one guy. It's a pocket of them because they're trying to hold on to their businesses. Mm-hmm. They just make it harder for the rest of us. And they, yeah. and they ruin the market, you know, because when, when you start engaging in a price war with competitors, it leads, it leads to an unhealthy market environment. It does. It affects profitability and uh the 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 viability of 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 all the companies involved
2: Mm -hmm. dude the the other thing like when you kind of talk about employee retention on the first part is like your 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 team member is going to want more money every year like the good ones if you're lucky enough to have good ones they're going to want more money every year where's that money coming from when you're already running it tight you aren't going to be able to grow it just it's not going to happen like it's so important, and I think you guys had a pot, You and Cannon had a podcast in the very beginning. Was it with Mark Olson, or was it uh, when it was like profitability is not a four letter word or something like that? Remember that?
1: Uh, yeah, it was a long time ago, man.
2: A long, long time ago, back when your audio sucked. Yeah, but yeah, that's a true. It's true though, dude. It's not a four letter word. People are scared of it. How did? How do you think Home Depot got to where Home Depot was, and some of these other successful com- uh, companies? Um, it's just not a four-letter word you have to have it to have everything
1: yeah so uh but there's some alternatives that you can do
0: mm-hmm. and
1: we're going to talk about that in part two man because this is a phone call we don't want to take this too long but uh there's some alternatives and uh you think you can come back next week and we can talk about that do same place same time same place same time mm-hmm. are you still going to be wearing those horrible sunglasses with the hat on backwards where we can see your receding the hairline
2: I have to wear my hat backwards, my head's so wide that it pinches my head. Does it really? Yeah. I'm, I had some big head hats, but Sandy threw them away because I got all grungy and stuff. So.
1: Oh, Sandy, Sandy, Sandy. What, what is yeah, What is that? It seemed like. Oh, that right there? Yeah, that that big red thing.
2: That big, that big red I think That's a straightaway. Uh, probably the first um, Mr. Fence tool ever to come out of uh mr fence tools not blue so that's red. and I, if you can see up there way up there where's my it finger?
1: looks like it looks it's, like there's some type of uh logo or something up there what is that
2: yeah that's uh the fence industry podcast with the <laughs> logo and if you, if you look uh <laughs> you can't see but sean king signed it too so oh he is, did yeah that's like a trophy thing i'm gonna put it on the I call it my fence shelf with all my special fence stuff.
1: All right. so is that going to be like the shelf? You're going to make it the shelf where you can hang things on it?
2: No, I'll just... uh, You know what
1: I would do, bro? I would do a piece of wood for a shelf and then take the straightaway and slide it on there and attach it so it's the edge of the shelf. I'm knocking over my mic over here trying to show him what I want him to do. But that's what I would do, bro. That would be dope.
2: Yeah, I'm going to do something like that, but uh, did you get your purple one? Did they come out with the... I don't
1: have purple Well, oh, Okay. What am I? I'm not Magnolia Fence.
2: <laughs> Robert Whitaker? What if we all wish we were? <laughs> yeah,
1: really? <laughs> the dude's amazing, huh?
2: Yes, he is. I love Robert.
1: Well, look, man. I've had enough of you for uh, one day. I'll uh, I'll give you a shout next week. And, Dude, you need to study up on your uh, list there, man. We're going to okay. be talking about the alternatives to consider instead of lowballing your pricing and having all these negative effects to your business that's what we're going to be talking about good to so, hey, guys so hey we appreciate y'all being here and uh keep on
0: fencing you've been listening to my fence life yes we like to have fun beer bourbon and business and although we have fun